We come to this place for mischief. We come to the Neo movies to live, to laugh, to love, because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the story begins to tell, and when we hear some shit that we've never heard before, not just entertained, but somehow reborn together. Spiked audio on small little earbuds, yelps that we can feel. Somehow, chaos feels good in a place like this. Our podcasters feel like the best part of us, and tangents feel perfect and powerful because here they are. The Neo movies. We make movies better. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Grab your popcorn, silence those devices, and welcome back to the Neo Movies, everybody, here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. I am someone who always loves getting candy, but never carrots. That is whack. Felipe, the Brazilian dragon himself, and I am not alone. We are here at the titular Nail Movies, so we got to bring someone who is amazing at 80s Pac-Man-style arcade games. Miss Nail Movie, Naomi herself. <laughs> Naomi, how are you doing? <laughs> Should I legally change my name to Nail Movie? Nail Movie, is, that could be your new drag name, but we already established in the pre-show you're done with drag. I'm done with drag. I'm leaving it to the uh, more talented people. Yes. Well, um, you did have a great drag name, though. Sersha L. Distancing. Yep. Um, Naomi, how are you doing? It's been a minute. I'm fantastic. Uh, I'm in the spooky spirit now that I've watched this this movie, and um, I'm really excited. We're like we're like diamond status members of the movie theater, you know? Yes. Um, and I think we're welcoming another elite person in to talk about this movie with us. Yes, you can hear him la 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 into every podcast on his tricycle. It is AJ Norris. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for a good time for a good la la la. <laughs> AJ, have you ever been a sunflower before? God, no. <laughs> like, honestly, um, sunflowers see me and they will. They're like, oh, that's a dark spirit. <laughs> we, got a, we got a great show for you all today. Uh, AJ, how are you doing? Welcome to the Nail Movies for your first appearance and hopefully not last because you're too funny to keep away from the theater. Like, honestly, food play flattery will get you nowhere. Um, but I am glad to be here. <laughs> I'm enjoying to talk to y'all. Haven't talked to you in a minute, Felipe. Haven't talked to you, Naomi, in a real minute. Like, <laughs> which long is, time. It's, it's a shame. Yeah. shame. <laughs> but you know, last time uh, was the last time you conversed when uh, y'all were defending Miss Laurel Johnson. As she deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Which is a great episode of podcast Mike White was robbed. But yes, let me tell you, that episode took so long to edit because it took us <laughs> off the rails. 
and I would be like, wait, I, I would like cut something and then I'd be <laughs> like, is this funny? Should I keep it in? And then I have to go all the way back and be like, does this make any goddamn kind of sense? <laughs> and it, it did eventually, it did, but like it took so long to finish that podcast and be like, okay, I think this is listenable. Damn. Listen, as someone who's edited many an AJ podcast, I, I know sometimes uh, the Phineas and Ferb oh, episode, God, the first one that AJ's he did. Fault, but okay, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Phineas and Ferb episode where AJ, we took a 45 minute break because AJ's like, okay, let me go get a hot dog. And then we spent the 45 minutes, we were like, okay, we're going to go back in and cut it all out. And AJ's like, wait, I forgot to eat my hot dog. <laughs> Listen, I have my priorities straight, and I like to giggle. If y'all want to fight, let me know. <laughs> Listen, we love a good AJ podcast. That's why That's why you're here. Otherwise, we wouldn't have invited you. We would have invited someone else, like Navi. Uh, like, pause. Uh, oh, Navi, someone else I haven't talked to in a minute. But <laughs> I can't make my statement now, because I just like a mommy. <laughs> Navi. Um, my pop culture plug at the end of the episode is Navi's letterbox reviews, because she started her letterbox and told people, me and Will specifically, to bully mm-hmm. her into using it. And then I read her letterbox reviews, ten out of ten reviews. Yeah, and I'll read some of them on air. I'm really excited about that. Yes. Um. Anyways, how are y'all doing? And what is your familiarity with Monster House, which is what we're talking about? AJ, as our guest, let me go to you first. Hi. Uh, why did you do this to me? I wasn't prepared. Okay, Naomi, (laughs) as our co-host, let me go to you first. (laughs) Okay, I was telling Felipe, uh, AJ, you missed this before the pod started. That Monster House. So Monster House came out in 2006. I was in sixth grade. (laughs) It was a little too scary vibes for me at that point in time. I was probably 11, 12 when I, I saw the ads for it. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to see that. I think I'd be scared. But then as I got older, I found out it was written by Dan Harmon, who wrote Community. And I was like, what is that movie about? It seems like a crazy movie where, like, you know, the house is a monster. And so when we think about all the movies that we could watch for Halloween, to me, it was like, I've never fucking seen this. Let's check it out. Let's see what it is. Because I think that is the central premises. Premise. Not the premises. The premises is the house. The central premise of the Neo movies is, hey, remember this movie from when you were a kid? What the hell is that about? And that's why I decided that we should watch it for this episode. But I don't think I was ever expecting what we got here. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not apologize to me. Like... I have watched it before. I think maybe once, and um, I was terrified. I was a, I was a yeah, lad, and that movie scared me. <laughs> like I, I don't know if it was the artistic choices. I don't know if it's the fact it's a house. Um, like it just put the fear of God in me, and I was like, I need to run away. And then recently, I was talking with someone about uh, not Ryan Gosling, Maggie Gyllenhaal. One <laughs> 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 <are> the same. <laughs> But, yeah but and and then we stumbled across this movie i was like oh this cast is low-key stacked for no good reason <laughs> it do be stacked. what a cast what you a name cast. the names naomi okay let's just walk through it sorry i'm on the imdb trivia i gotta go back to the page of the cast um this this cast is crazy first of all mitchell musso as the lead dj mm-hmm. wild <laughs> sam lerner we're in we're in the you know the fittings and for vibe right mitchell musso's uh voice acting yeah. Uh, uh, resume. Sam Lerner as Chowder. Spencer Locke is Jenny. Ryan Whitney is a little girl. Okay, fine. Who cares about Ryan Whitney? Steve Buscemi as Nebercracker. Catherine O'Hara as Mom. Fred Willard as Dad. You got freaking Maggie Gyllenhaal as Elizabeth, the babysitter. Jason Lee as her shitty boyfriend, Bones. <laughs> Kevin James and Nick Cannon <laughs> as the cops. And John Heater 
aka Napoleon Dynamite as the uh, weird fat guy in the burger place or whatever. <laughs> what? That was a hundred percent added late in the movie. They were like, "Fuck, we need to pad this runtime. Like, let's oh, add a stupid ass scene." Oh my god! This whole thing was like every time someone would talk, I'd be like, "I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry." Is that Fred Willard talking right now? Like, it's just every single time. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that this movie has like absolutely no foothold in any memory for anybody, you know, with, yeah. with what a voice cast it has. Like I, I, I was shook, but I, I will say, speaking of no memory, I did try to Google pasta. <laughs> um, y- y'all don't understand this afternoon. I was having a mental breakdown because I was like looking all over Netflix. I was like, where is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it on Hulu and it was like trending <laughs> on Hulu. And I was like, why is this? Bit? Yeah. No, so my memory of Monster House was, I remember seeing the trailers as a kid, and I was spooked. I've talked about the Scooby-Doo podcast, that I'm a big old wimp. I don't like scary stuff. That like, tricks. I don't like that <laughs> stuff at all. Wow, AJ, call me out. Um, but I remember, like, more of the visual of the video game at, like, Target, uh, like, and seeing, like, clips of the video game being advertised. And I ended up watching it maybe, like, in 2011, 2012. I was, like, deeply in middle school. It was on on a Sunday afternoon on, like, ABC Family. Um, and I was surprised that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be uh, for me, who had built it up as this terrifying thing. Uh, then I, I, the only things I remember was, like, the crane sequence at the end. I didn't really remember why she was a house. I remember them being in the house a lot longer than they actually were. But mm. it was it was mm. a good, fun watch rewatching this a couple times this last few days. And uh, AJ originally pitched, like, Frankie Weenie or Haunted Mansion, which Naomi and I talked about in the pre-show, as like more classic like kids Halloween movies. Wait, pause. When did I pitch that? I've never seen that before in my life, honestly. Which one? <laughs> um, Frankie Weenie. Like honestly, Uh-oh. that has no space in my head. Like never. Rise, you <laughs> pitched some animated. No, pause. No. I don't like you lying on my name. <laughs> I had mentioned Frankenweenie and uh, Paranorman. Like, uh, there's this, yeah. there's this like surgence of like those kids' movies, especially like Leica Studios and all that shit, getting like, oh, everyone loves these Halloweeny movies. And mm. I was like, what if we went with one that was creepier looking yeah. than all uh, of those? Oh, AJ, I just needed looking. to pull out my best chowder or DJ impression, pathologically lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love them liars. <laughs> love them liars. Um, the Pretty Little Liars. Baby. Uh, Naomi, you'll get later. <laughs> I mean, I know the... I read the Pretty Little Liars books. Oh, uh, we gotta get you on the, the Two Can't Keep a Secret podcast just to talk nonsense about the show. You don't even have to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll you know, we'll talk to my agent about that. Um, yes. But um, I, I just wanted to start at the yes. beginning of this movie because Please. I feel like, what did I expect about this movie? What did I anticipate coming into it? And the thing yes. that I anticipated... Was I was like, okay, the house is a monster. They're mm. gonna blow it up. But I thought that they were gonna be like three little besties, and like <laughs> I thought it was gonna be one of those stories where like one of them's moving away or something, mm-hmm. or like the house. Is, I don't know. I I just didn't. Ex- it felt like they both really expected a lot of what happened in this movie, and also a lot of the elements of it. I was like oh, like, there's a baby, the parents don't give a shit, like, and they're gone? Oh, like, the old man's not dead? Like, all this stuff <laughs> kept happening to me in this movie. No, like, genuinely, I watched the movie, I was like, wait, they're all not friends? Why not? Like, I was, <laughs> like, Jenny's just this random girl who happened to be walking in the neighborhood. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, like, okay, you drag her in. And I, go. 
Oh, I like I said, the only remembery memory words are hurt. Remember Memories it. I had at the end was the the crane and the like <laughs> bulldozer sequence, and that they ended up in a junkyard. I forgot how they ended up there. You, like you all thought, I thought Jenny was their like friend. I thought they were all besties, not some random girl doing door to door sales negotiations. And two pervy teenagers want to like hang out with her, so they attack the house. Yeah. yeah he's not pervy he's just going through many puberties listen he's <laughs> takes after his dad his dad was such a creep oh my god oh my god <laughs> i was not prepared for his dad oh. Let, let's start at the beginning let's start yeah. at the beginning so i just want to uh this is something that i've heard like more professional podcasters do so i want to like just say um oh, wow aj mock me okay <laughs> Uh, this movie came out 2006. Uh, the production companies behind it, I think it's important to note, Columbia, mm. Image Movers, Amblin, and Relatively Films. When I saw Amblin pop up, I was like, Steven Spielberg put money in this? Okay. And this is the same company that did, not Amblin, uh, Image Movers was the same company that did Polar Express. So they did a lot of the mocap acting as yep. the actors mm-hmm. for this movie, as well as general ADR. But anyways, that's how the movie starts, uh, or with the production companies, like most movies start. Um, the my favorite character, the tricycle girl, La La La's down the street. And you so, liked her? I'm sorry. Wait, I'm confused. Wait, I'm, I'm lost. She was the only one who was entirely happy and like happy to be there. Why she would you have to get her bike eaten? Like, genuinely. Like, she was up here living her best life. But she was living her best life her after the trike got eaten, too, when she was the sunflower at the end. No, I disagree. I feel like she was forced. She was dragged there by her parents. Um, she did not want to be there. Like, honestly, if I was the sunflower and I wouldn't go to the place where the man just verbally assaulted me, like, mm-hmm. I refuse. <laughs> but that's just me personally. Um, can we talk about the fact that this was released in, like, the midsummer, July 21st, 2006? What the hell? Was in the summer? <laughs> what the absolute hell is that? <laughs> I, I was not happy finding that out just now wait that no pause no damn kind of sense it only happens over like two days and one of those days is halloween <laughs> but honestly that tracks have you watched this movie naomi <laughs> like <laughs> like when else would you time this like at a more appropriate moment i just i really feel like uh this movie yes. like this movie is kind of a mess and i don't say that in like the sense of like it was bad but yes. just like it was kind of messy in uh we'll yeah. get to it. But like <laughs> coming out in July is one of the many reasons it's a mess. Correct. It's a fun just mess. A choice. That's like it. releasing a Hallmark movie in the middle of May. I've been there. I've <laughs> <laughs> been there multiple times. It's more like September, but you're like, God yeah. damn, these people are but they're they're clamoring for it. Maybe the kids are just clamoring. You know, all the kids are out of school in July, so maybe it is, like, that's when you want to release the kids' movie, and then Valid. by October, mm-hmm. they'll be like, can you buy it on VHS or DVD, Mom? Yeah. Um, so we see this little girl. Uh, she I don't understand how she ended up in the front yard. She was on the sidewalk. She didn't hit a curb or anything. She just, like, ended up in the middle, which was a little, like, sign, okay, this is a little janky of a film, but I'm here for it. Um, little, they don't care about the, like, details. Uh, the Mr. Nevercracker, which what a name, but he goes and steals the tricycle and later on we become sympathetic to Nevercracker, but he did not have to rip the tricycle in half. I'm sorry. That was a little extreme. If he was trying to protect a girl, just throw the tricycle in the house. You didn't have to break it. That's just my opinion. Like, first off, I would never get tired of saying Nevercracker. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> 
like that, that brought me um, all the joy in the world. And also, like, listen, Felipe, have you met a child? They don't listen. They don't, they don't listen. Oh, you I will say, point. parents don't listen a lot more. Having worked in adult babysitting, aka multiple production jobs and customer mm. service jobs, the parents are the ones who try the shenanigans. Kids generally are much better behaved unless their parents are the one acting out. But I also am talking about specifically at my job experiences where I Yeah, I was going to say, kids are little shits for oh, me. Okay. <laughs> I've met some terrible fucking children. Um, and I I kind of agree with you. <laughs> like, you got to put the fear of God in there. Also, the name Nebuchadnezzar makes me think of the Nebuchadnezzar, which is the ship. It, you know, it's like a biblical term, but it's the ship from the Matrix. See, and so for me, it comes the Barney song, the s'more song comes to mind, where it's like crackety crackers and lickety split. What? Hey, Mr. Cracker and the cracking about. I don't know. I, I, I don't if you know what I'm talking about, please tweet at us. Up here, so I'm sorry. No, it's valid. Like, only only I know, like, Barney songs as a 25-year-old. I get it. Right. Uh, not even the person who was on Barney, would you say? Like, he I was on PBS go- Kids. No. Close enough. Um, was Barney on anyway. PBS Kids? That's irrelevant. He's about to the movie. <laughs> Let's get back to the movie. Okay. Let's get back to the movie. Okay, so... Uh, so Nevercracker yells at her, breaks the tricycle, and tells her to mm-hmm. stay away. Correct. DJ is looking through his telescope, and he's like, this house is weird. He's taking notes. He has photos taken of Nevercracker. Um, and we find out his parents are going on a trip, uh, Catherine O'Hara and Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. And his voice cracks as he goes downstairs, and she's like, oh, puberty. And the dad makes this whack-ass comment saying, listen like i used to look out the windows of girls all the time basically i don't remember the exact quote aj do you remember it oh you expect me to remember exact shit no but do you remember <laughs> like i'm getting the gist like, so, like, like, like he talks uh, about how he looks through windows and like he was being yeah because the boy was like looking at um mr nebercracker um through the window being like oh you see that he's like listen i understand i have binoculars i used to look at people especially these twins like let me tell you about these twins when i was younger <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, your mom, you, she is this. I did nothing of the sorts, which was, like, hilarious. Yeah, because uh, the uh, DJ, our main character, has been looking across the street, like, meticulously documenting incidences mm-hmm. where Mr. Nebercracker, like, torments children. And at a certain point, you got to assume that, like, there's been, like, a neighborhood barbecue where they're like, hey, has your kid been talking about all this shit that's getting stolen from their house? And it's like, yeah, you know what? I just bought my kid a new freaking baseball bat the other week and it's gone. Mm-hmm. He's like, he says it was taken by Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone says that. <laughs> and then it's just like, that's out of control. But no, I guess nobody, no parents are talking to each other. We get it. It's a kid's movie. Um, but I didn't really like that. had a movie. whole stash of toys down there. Yeah, fuck it, man. You big, big ass yard sale. That's what the next <laughs> thing is. Sell it. Uh, get your money. Get paid. I'm all about it. Yard sale. Yeah, flip it and sell it on eBay for more money. But we'll talk about the the prices of some of these items. This $28 basketball had me quaking. But <laughs> um, so uh, DJ does not want to go trick-or-treating. He's We get introduced to Chowder, who, like, the dad rear ends into yeah. Chowder. And homeboy's okay. That's not the only time a kid gets hit by a car in this movie. Yeah, multiple children getting absolutely bodied by vehicles. This <laughs> No, but the trauma of this kid getting hit by the vehicle and then the kid apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> this is when Chowder was wholesome. Chowder takes a turn halfway through the movie, but like for the first act of the movie, I was like, I'm really vibing with Chowder. I like this kid. 
No, but but also the dad made a offhand comment. I don't know if you caught this. He was like, "Oh, you wish that was our kid, well, did you?" Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, dang. And AJ wishes it was that little kid with the tricycle. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not saying she's... Road, bitch. <laughs> Naomi has mentioned on a podcast, I don't remember who it was this one or something else, where yeah. she would love to be that background extra when she's an old lady, just yelling yeah. at kids to get off the road or get off her line. Well, she yeah, wants to I be would... the Mr. Nebercracker of background work. I, I feel like it, well, it's a very specific genre. <laughs> you know when you, like, see a movie and the old lady's like, watch your fuck Watch where you're fucking going, you piece of shit. And you're like, oh my god, that 80 year old woman just swore. That's yeah. what I want to be, right? Like, I, I want to be the like grandma that you're shocked will like say the f bomb. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I would be ne- never cracker, but I would be like, get off my fucking lawn, you hippies. Like, you know, <laughs> I'd really give it to him. Um, someone needs to. These kids are out of control. Yeah, but also let's talk about. Uh, so he hits his friend Chowder. The parents at the Chowder with the car, and then they're like, okay, they're pulling away. And the mom's like, tell him you love him. Tell him you love him. He knows I love him. He knows I love him. <laughs> like, no, there was some out-of-pocket <laughs> stuff happening in this movie. Some lines, some, like, this was chaotic. And... But that's, I feel like, you know, that's how you know it was written by Dan Harmon is, like, <laughs> it, it's a very sort of, like, fucked up sense of humor where you're, like, mm-hmm. it, it not even like fucked up like oh this is so dark and twisted but it's just like goofy and you're like you would literally never get that in any other kids movie is like them being like tell your son you love him no no no, he knows it i don't care it like, made <laughs> so much sense at the end because i didn't know it was written by dan Harmon, uh and i literally yelped at the end when it said written by dan Harmon and a ton of other names and i was like and then i texted naomi and she's like yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, was I living under a rock? How did I not know this? Like, everyone talks about his, uh, like, community and Rick and Morty. I'm like, this is his magnum opus. Like, oh. I was not emotionally prepared for what I was doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wrote some notes. Like, now, normally sometimes I don't really write lines unless they're so chaotic. I have a lot of lines written down. Uh, or, like, transcribed, paraphrased, whatever. Uh, sure. But, so we get... Uh, Chowder, he uh, doesn't want to go trick-or-treating. They're playing basketball. The ball rolls over to the front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chowder also gets bodied by the basketball when he throws it and hits him right on the nose. Um, <laughs> and that's how it rolls across. Um, they cross the street, and DJ's like, I'm not getting that. And Chowder's like, please, man, I paid $28 for it. I raked a lot of lawns. My mom had to kitchen. Like, I, I need it. And I was like, like, yeah, whatever. get you by the house for the basketball. Your friend needs it. No, yeah. no, no, but I was like so confused by the kid because he was like, I raked 10 lawns and then I asked my mom for a dollar 26 times. <laughs> like, how much were you charging for the lawns? Like, that's what I said. Cents, not even 20 cents a lawn. I'm like, first off, go meet Jenny, she's going to tell you how to make money. <laughs> and right. too, like, and she's going to tell you to put that into a stock portfolio. <laughs> oh, I need to text my friend who told me to invest in something, and I'm like, I have questions because I'm stupid. Um, so I need you. You know what? As a friend, I say go for it. <laughs> okay, uh, my stock market like ideas, and I've never gambled because I know it would not be smart. Um, I literally couldn't even cancel a Hello Fresh subscription on time. Um, but I got my money back. Hey, so uh, wow. I my idea is to bet on AMC and Disney the night a Marvel movie is going to come out, and then cash out like three days later. <laughs> but I don't think that's how the stock market works. First of all, that's not even how it sucks. Second of all, like, I, this is insane. This is absolutely fucking insane. 
Considering that you know someone who like works heavily in the stock market, this is bananas. Who won't give me advice because apparently there's that's, an NDA in the stock market. That's I'm insider like... trading at a certain point. But <laughs> I mean, to to oh my god, to imply that like getting in now and you don't cash out three days later. Oh my god, that's why I don't play the stock market. I have to stop it's playing the, play. the reality it's TV. Like, like, I don't understand oh my the god. rules. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, someone listen to this. Help the boy. Help this boy. <laughs> That's why I don't play the stock market. <laughs> Fail me. <sighs> Get your calls. Get um, your... Uh, we're moving on. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, DJ goes to try to rescue the ball. Um, and he actually yeah. is pretty successful for the most part. But then Nebercracker comes out, picks this child up, starts shaking him, saying, Get off my lawn. And I did love the camera work here where he, like, we see his eyes like go blank and he like falls and we just see that camera shot. And then uh, DJ thinks he killed Mr. Nebercracker and the ambulance comes and the furnace lights up inside the house. Mm-hmm. I- I'll say this. Of the camera work as our film and TV queen. Mm. Well, let's just talk, let's talk about, um, let's, let's just talk about the mocap for a second because I'm sure most people know this. But motion capture is like the little dots on the face, the dots on the body suit. Mm-hmm. Um, those those things are very expensive, let me tell you. Um, but the way that it works is it cap the points are sort of in a space and it captures where you're going. And so all of the actors on this film actually like acted physically out what they were doing mm-hmm. in the mocap suits. I think that the animation is the worst. It's both the best and the worst part of this movie. Mm-hmm. The animation of the house, of like the props, of the set, of the colors and the scenic design, and the house, I think is like the house and you know, the eating house is really good. The people are jacked. <laughs> they AJ. They look like the ants in ants and a bug's life. <laughs> Not even bugs life. They're cute in bugs life. And ants, A N T Z. This they animation up. I think only oh the only movie that's worse, more not as I don't know what I'm trying to say. The movie that had worse animation than this is James and the Giant Peach. God, at least that had some merit because it was like fucking stop motiony. This is just like the the faces are like. I like, don't remember the Polar Express being that bad compared to well, this the, one. Yeah, and well, the just... Polar Express is like more realistic looking. That the Polar mm. Express had let's dive, let's drive this train straight into the Uncanny Valley and they let it explode. Mm. Whereas this movie said, what if we gave them? They all look like um, the puppets from uh, from Lazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one of my friends, can I just say, in Lazy Town, one of my friends texted me a photo, a side-by-side, of the kid in the yellow vest with the tricycle from Lazy Town and Tommy Brocco. Oh, that's, um... Oh, bless their soul. What's his name? Uh, Lazy Town Stingy. That's Stingy. Stingy. Stingy is Tommy Brocco's head. Oh, I think Stingy looks like Mayor Pete. Um, (laughs) Looks like Pete Buttigieg. That's my odd take. Um, But yeah, bro, if you are a Stingy MF, like, get out of here. But that's what it looks like, especially with the way that their hair is sort of, like, their hair doesn't really move on a lot of them, and they've all got, especially the babysitter, like, the the Mm -hmm. three kids look 
fine. Oh, her hair being off really threw me off. Like the babysitter looks oh my so gosh. fucking weird, and so does Bones. Actually, Nevercracker doesn't even look that bad. It's really Never- like the tertiary characters that look. Especially young weird. Nevercracker. I was like, okay, this is not that bad compared to like the current day animation. Like the stuff in the past is not as bad as the current, like modern times. Um, one quick thing about Lazy Town, then we'll move on. Should Lazy Town have been in the bracket, the Zillennial theme song bracket? God no. No. Okay. How does, the, how does the list do? I don't remember, but I That's feel like it's a banger off my head. <laughs> no, you don't remember. It's not a banger. No, you know what should have been in the Zillennial bracket is the the remix of like the making a cake song with the Lil John like X. You know, they're like, all right, I'm gonna. I'll put it. I'll put the link in the chat. We'll talk about it after. Please okay. Do. AJ, um, in the meantime, uh, what was your initial thoughts on Chowder and DJ's relationship while Naomi pulls it up? Um, I thought it was adorable. I thought, oh, look at these two losers. Um, they have no friends. Like, oh, he, this one can't even bounce a basketball correctly. Like, you don't know how to dribble. It was like, uh, it was giving you, white. You are inept at life, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> but so, I, I was fine with the um, relationship, and then um, it got wild. <laughs> um, it turned, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like it was like this movie's like we have a trope and we're about to subvert your expectations and not in a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then the the DJ thinks he killed Nebercracker. Um. And never. Oh, but I love the jokes where it's like it's yes. only manslaughter. Like, it's like <laughs> so many goofy ass jokes. There were, Chowder had some good lines. I will oh say God. that. The, uh, some of his lines were not okay, and I wanted to pick them, <laughs> but um. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? He said something like uh, recurring theme you, with the key that we like it wasn't really prevalent. I thought the key was going to be a much bigger deal. Um, it was the key to the, his heart, right? Yeah, but uh, I thought it was going to be a much bigger deal, like a more prominent piece. They were going to like inspect the key and be like, "What do you think this is?" Like from my memory. Well, uh, the front door is uh, clearly not fucking locked. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not going to lie, I thought that was for the front door, and when there wasn't, I was like shaking. I was like, "What is this for?" <laughs> How do you have well, this random listen, key? some people don't lock their front doors. Which, um, if y'all wondering why y'all getting robbed and broken into, like, that's why. Like, y'all are unsafe because of your own actions. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I grew up with a uh, Latina mom. We locked the doors multiple times, every single way. Locked the windows, locked the doors. Yeah. yeah Anyways. You, you, you know who the worst people are? <laughs> the people who lock the doors and don't leave a key under the mat. Okay, I thought you were going to say Latina moms and I was going to come for you. <laughs> oh. Listen, <laughs> but like, what's the point of locking it if you're just going to give them a way to get in? Like, that's yeah. stupid. Are you I, saying I'll that put you're them mad at people store? who won't let you rob their house? Like, I'm just saying, if you're going to let me rob your house, make it as easy for me as possible. Right. Like, it's okay if I have to jump through a hoop, but now you're having me like leave to my ground. So what is this? What's the purpose? Like, honestly, pause. Right. If I have to jump through a hoop, I will steal more. You could jump through the window. See, here's the thing. Then I'm causing property damage and be prepared. <laughs> like, right. You don't like want to I... damage property when you're robbing a person's house. Well, pause. Oh, it depends how I feel about you. Pause, <laughs> pause. Like, do I, if I know this person, why, well, yes, I would. Um, but if I don't know you, I was like, I'll let you sleep easy tonight. Just knowing Are you robbing these people that you know, or you're just busting in to like eat some snacks and leave? I'm saying it depends on um, how sober I am. Right. That's my response. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Who let me go on this? <laughs> <laughs> the people. The people needed more AJ content. I literally got a text yeah. from someone saying, 
I love that guy. I will listen to anything he is on. And that is Brandon Donlin. So if you're listening to this, Brandon, let AJ know on Twitter. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> um, anyway, so... I hope that's made your year. <laughs> AJ does love to spike the audio. <laughs> it's one of his favorite ha- pastimes. Um, I just Googled Listen, we wouldn't have it's it any other fault. way. Uh, so DJ, oh, we meet Z, Elizabeth, Z, um, and she's basically Vicky from Fairly Odd Parents, but like if Vicky was oh, emo Maggie and loved metal. Honestly, um, better than Vicky because Vicky wouldn't let Timmy do shit. Well, mm-hmm. she's letting him out and about. Even Correct. Though it's like- Valid, but also I feel like Vicky was so cartoony, whereas Z had a little bit more realism that made it more stressful. Like you can, you don't have to worry about Vicky as much as you would Z because Z's are more likely to exist as a kid, I feel like. But I don't know what that means. I'm worried about Vicky because Vicky's <laughs> gonna kill me. Vicky would fucking murder Timmy Turner if given like, the opportunity. I feel like Vicky's you don't really come across like, in real life, whereas Z's you can come across and have a babysitter like a Z. More so Yeah, than yeah than but here's Vicky. the issue. When you do come across a Vicky, you came across the fucking Vicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're making points, but I don't know. Z stressed me out for whatever reason. Uh, like, much more I'll than say Vicky something. Ever did. Z's boyfriend stressed me out. Yeah, oh, Z's very. Whoever that man Bones is. needs to be in prison. He was at least 22. <laughs> you're right. You're 22. right. I was like, and she is like 17. I'm over here like, why is this man in the early 30s dating? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this this is the one episode of The Americans I've seen, but I do believe there is a plot point in like some season where like the dad has to play like this older guy dating a teenager this is a naomi question um yeah so that that's what it was given that um so we meet bones dj goes up to his room passes the fuck out as one does sometimes you do wake up at 11 p.m and then you don't know what to do with your life but the monster house is stressing him out uh (laughs) calling the phone and he's like z get up here and bones is there and i'm like who the fuck is this man but uh the she's like you're playing prank you're calling the neighbors big whoop and he's like but i star 69'd it which was a throwback moment honestly i always have issues when children have landlines in their phones in their rooms (laughs) did you never have a landline aj not in my room (laughs) oh yeah valid see i I, um yeah i uh i said this uh i said this to someone the other day the people who scare me most are People who are kids, anybody who had a TV in their room or has a TV in their room. Sorry, AJ, I can literally see a TV behind you. But also kids specifically who are allowed to have TVs and phones in their room. Like your parents, your parents love you too much and let you live a sinful life. And that's not okay. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Naomi. Nothing is more cathartic as a kid than waking up at 3 a.m. to do your paper that's due at 8 a.m. with George Lopez playing in the background. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I mean, it is like the Latino Heritage Month, everyone. I just get so like frightened of like, I like trampoline sequence. Yes, no, not the front trampoline. I get so scared of, like, the mm. people whose parents, like, didn't give a shit that they could just, like... My parents were like, are you still playing on your, like, PSP at, like, you know, mm-hmm. at 8 at night? And, like, you know, d- you know, there are rules for a reason. And one of the rules <laughs> is that you shouldn't be watching TV when you're trying to go to bed. 
<laughs> I had yeah. a college roommate that would fall asleep with her with her laptop on Netflix. And, like I understand that to an extent, but she'd do it like every fucking night, and I was like, "Girl, like just retrain See, your brain." Like this I need some up. sort of background noise to fall asleep. So whether I'll put on episodes of TV, but then I put a sleep timer and close the like I don't right. like the light. Or I you put the po- or I put a podcast on. I put a podcast that I've already listened to. Is it sleep and- with me or is it something? Oh, you just had a podcast of already. No, I just put on. I put on like a podcast I like that I've already listened to, and then I just fall asleep. I used to do that, especially like when I was a lot younger. But then sometimes I would get tuned captivated by the podcast that i couldn't do it anymore so now it's like something that's why you gotta do it to a podcast you've you've already listened no even ones that i listened to i was like this june song lady she's funny i'm I'm, I'm, at this point i put in hurricane sounds or thunderstorm sounds or like you know tornadoes because you like to be stressed when you sleep like natural disasters are so calming okay (laughs) (laughs) that is a take aj Aren't you in the South where you have dealt with Ian lately? I, I am in the South. I have dealt with hurricanes in the past. They are stressful, but when I, it's just the sound, it's like, oh, that's peaceful. <laughs> so you like, love the Rainforest Cafe is what I'm hearing. Oh, I hate monkeys. I hate hearing those ooh ahs in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> it has to legit be like water, <laughs> rain, and stuff like that. But... <laughs> um, I just, okay. No. Where were we in the movie? <laughs> bones. We just met Bones. Pause. Oh, bones. Oh, my God. Bones. Ew. Bones. No, bones. No. When he got eaten, I was fine with it. Like, I, like if you're going to throw a beer bottle at somebody's house, chomp, you know? <laughs> no, pause. It was when um, Z was like, Bones, you are disrespectful to women. <laughs> Get out. And I was like... <laughs> that was funny. I, I love that so much. But, yeah, yeah like... He had this trauma over a kite that was taken when he was like a child. I'm like, sir, you are 50. Grow yeah, up. There's no way the kite was that good. Also, kites are not that fun. Oh my gosh, I freaking hate kites. I was gifted a kite one time. I was like, this is one of the worst gifts I've ever received. Not kites are way too difficult. And like at a certain point, you're just like, oh cool, something's in the air. And then you're constantly fighting the impulse to just let it go. You know, <laughs> you're fighting that intrusive thought like tooth and nail. And let me tell you something, Naomi. As someone in, and I like the environment, folks. Um, but as someone who has let go of many balloons as a child, like it's it's a real thing. That thought is is this. That thought, yeah, that, that the intrusive thought to let a balloon go is is very tough. But uh, bones getting I cried eaten multiple th- times letting balloons go as a kid, and that probably surprises neither of you. No, no, no. The, <laughs> all right, Felipe. Um, let's AJ. Let's you and I take some guesses at what Felipe cried at as a kid. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be conversed about in therapy in a couple of days. I hope you both know. That's fine. Okay. Um, here's here's mine. Here's my guess. Yes. If the swing went too high, like if you were swinging <laughs> too intensely and you were like really high up and you couldn't stop yourself, that's my guess. Um, I'm incorrect. Saying... I love thrill rides. <laughs> okay, okay. Great. So I'm um... saying Felipe was too close to the door and someone slammed it. Just <laughs> a slammed door. Like in my down. face, or was I just near the sound? You were just near the sound. You broke down. <laughs> I can't recall any examples of that. Did like, no. did, like bus drills in school make you nervous? No. No, I cried more about losing games, like in like first grade. <laughs> like uh, they, I lost basketball, like a horse, and I was like, but they cheated. Like that was me. I was like the. Eight, but like, did they cheat, or you just were? Gonna there were a couple times cheated. that like people like bent the rules and like i like i was very nitpicky and kicked the can when like they obviously Pause. saw it was not them. Fun as a kid. <laughs> yeah, 
This is not surprising. <laughs> kids were rude. Like to be fair, I think there's. I was bullied a, a lot. Listen, and I sometimes <laughs> own the like, fact that I deserve to be bullied you're because in this I was dichotomy a of like, yeah, you were the kid who stuck by the rules, which I yes. think is fair. But then there's cool. also these little shithead kids who don't stick by the rules, and then nobody wins because <laughs> like you're like trying to. I mean, I was kind of a rule follower too. I was kind of an okay. asshole. When I was a kid. I like, no. So in kick the can when they're friend, they yeah. like were the person, and they would actively see their friends, but then wouldn't call them in. And then, like, their yeah. friend wins because they're faster than me because I was a little chubby. And, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, fuck that. But I didn't know that word until I was, like, probably, like, 10. No, that's a lie. I don't think I knew the word fuck till I was, like, 10 or 9. Yeah. I, I think it really took a while for me to get... I was going to be on a like... tangent, but uh, I... One of my friends in first grade, oh. uh, he... Uh, he told me that the middle finger was a bad word and I didn't believe him. Like you're making things up. So then I went to the teacher at after school and was like, is this a bad word? Flipping. <laughs> and she's like, yes, don't do that. That's fantastic. I love that energy. I had, I, I did the same thing kind of where like, I, there was a girl in summer camp that I went to and her name was Ida. And I called her Idaho potatoes. And then someone was like, ho is a bad word. I was like, no, it's not. It's a farming tool. <laughs> but I was in like fifth grade and I was like, how is that a bad word? And then like I Wait, somehow so you said go someone... back to farming school or you said go back to farming school. I said no, I said I said it's a farming tool. It's a hoe, like on a farm. It's not a bad word, but then turns out it was I did play a YouTube Zoom survivor with this kid like years later. I hadn't mm -hmm. talked to him in ten years, and he posted on Facebook during the pandemic that he was hosting Zoom Survivor in like the most chaotic ORG like rules. Like I literally got Sarid for like some shenanigans uh, at the final five. But if you want to watch my chaotic gameplay where one of my middle school bullies was mad that I voted her out and spent final tribal council yelling at me despite the fact that I was on the jury. Um, <laughs> well, we can only hope that she goes bald at a young age. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyways, uh, this is the guy who also told me in first grade that the middle finger was a bad word. Um, okay. Well, he was just teaching me the world, you know? Speaking of suburban <laughs> shenanigans, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, he got eaten. Bones got eaten. Yes, uh, Bones got eaten. And, I was and like, we cheered. We popped. That. Um, yeah. So well, DJ calls Chowder, and this line sends me, where he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you know, just playing video games. Dad's at work. Mom's at the movies with her personal trainer. I was like, okay. I was like, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> No way to say that your mom's having an affair, but okay. Uh, pause. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for AJ to make commentary because I knew he wanted to by his face. No, see, I was going to say, man, Naomi did not trust Chowder because he was playing those video games at like 11 something at night. <laughs> Too late. Also, I love the, um, he goes, where are your parents? And he goes, like, my dad's at the pharmacy and my mom's at the movies with her personal trainer. I fucking lost it. That was so funny. That's like a joke that only adults get. Literally, I just said that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it was hilarious. He <laughs> I'm gonna go cry again. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so they end up going to the junkyard, which is their hangout spot. Which um, sus. But who are you? Like the bro, those kids better have their tetanus shots. Or or or, we live life, see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> AJ, have you ever hung out in a junkyard? Oh God, no! <laughs> no, I, I have sanity. I mean, you're on this podcast, so I yeah. would beg to differ. Yeah. Like, listen, 
I understand your points and you made a valid one. Comma butt, shut up. <laughs> Comma butt, shut up. Put that on your tombstone. <laughs> um, the boys end up going. They see uh, that Chowder mm-hmm. gets, he's like, I'm going to go ding dong ditch Nebercracker's house. Uh, he Ooh. does it. They get attacked. They run to DJ's house and they mm-hmm. spend the whole night there. Next thing we see is Jenny going door-to-door sales, and we meet Jenny for the first time. So first things, thoughts on Jenny when we first meet her? I was like, fuck that girl. (laughs) I hate her. (laughs) Oh, she had a moment where I said, fuck that girl, like 10 minutes. school-ass motherfucker, yeah. I I don't trust them. (laughs) But but then she said, cut the crap. I was like, you know what? Okay, let's cut it. (laughs) I was like, Angelina is quaking with this negotiation. Mm. True. Queen of negotiation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Yeah. What? But she threw in licorice. I'm like, Z, you're such a sellout for licorice. Bottom tier candy. That's not the point. She's getting a receipt for $30. She's only taking $20. She's keeping $10 for herself. Like, listen. (laughs) She could have kept the $30 for herself if she was smarter. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny because I have totally forged receipts before. I've done the same thing that she's done. Like, I'm like... Let's uh let's uh exchange this money in a way that gets us all ahead and uh it works out, you know. I respect it. Yeah. It's exactly. a hustle. And I love them. Unless I'm on the um hustle and then I don't love them. Yeah. Um so then we see that the boys have been doing research all night on the house. They've been peeing in bottles, which somehow Jenny knows later on when she goes in. Uh and I was like, "Okay." Um and then DJ's like, "That's your pee." <laughs> How do they like? Here's the thing, Felipe. Um, pee is like a different texture slash consistency than um actual soda. How does he mean? not know that? Uh, who's Z? <laughs> who's Z? No, the babysitter. Ah 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 ah! I'm <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> See, I thought you were talking about um Jenny when she came in and be like, "Oh, that's disgusting." <laughs> yeah. Well, she t- called it out. Um, but uh, Jenny goes to do uh, door-to-door sales on the Monster House. Yes. Uh, Chowder sees her in the telescope and is basically like dibs. And DJ also is horny for her. Um, and then we see well, because she's a-, a female character in a movie. So all of a sudden, all the boys are horny for her. That's like one they of my need, big They need gri- to get bonked. What, that's one of my big gripes with this movie is that like literally everything that happens with Jenny is like a mm. day. Like one or two days, right? Nothing changes. So she kisses... Mm-hmm. Spoilies, she kisses DJ by the end of this movie, and you're like, that was not warranted. It was not like, what did that kid do? <laughs> like, like honest, like genuinely. Pause. Child rips some manure later on, um, and I'm like, you know what, Jenny, you should listen. Because <laughs> honestly, I think neither of them deserved a kiss. Uh, yeah. But they were just horning over that girl over everything. But you know what? I respect it because of their lifestyle changes. <laughs> Yeah, puberty, right? That's the theme of the movie. Puberty. <laughs> Anyways, no. uh, I was talking about the fact that they don't like mass compute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, they go. Uh, so they see Jenny in the telescope. She gets attacked by the monster house. Mm-hmm. But right before she does this, she says this horrendous line because they're telling her to stop, saying that it's like terrorized the house, and she's like. Should I say the line? I feel icky saying it, but I, I don't remember the line. She says, quote, are you guys mentally challenged? 
I can, I can, I'm certified to teach you baseball. Like, okay, not a great line, but the follow-up of like, it, you, you know, she asked that and you're like, that's insensitive. And then she's like, I'll teach you baseball. You're like, okay, all right. Hang on, this but <laughs> this joke not, would not, not the implication. <laughs> like, it would not fly today. This no, is a 2006 no, 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 product. No, no. That's how you know mm-hmm. it's 06. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Fair. Um, Fair. Anyways, Chowder and DJ try impressing Jenny, especially Chowder. Um, and he's like, oh, I, like, he's like, breathing on her face at one point looking through the telescope like trying to impress her i'm like bro step back for a social distance well um, let me t- let me tell you something as a girl um nothing is more um impressive <laughs> nothing is more impressive than like having these two like weird guys um cooped up in their bedrooms with a pee and two different soda bottles looking at their old neighbor <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she hung around. That's yeah. the thing. She's not from that neighborhood. She doesn't know these boys. She doesn't even go to school with them. Yeah. Her mom doesn't get your mom's not concerned. By the way, mom, I just showed up this house, ate somebody, and I'm in a room with two boys and they pissed in a bunch of bottles. <laughs> what? I did laugh when like uh Chowder's like, DJ, you pee in bottles and she's like, that's your pee. <laughs> I was like, that didn't mean something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So gross. so disgusting. I, honestly, honestly, I was like, I am a big fan of yo. If you're weird, be weird. Express yourself. Don't let people judge you. These two need to be judged and bullied. <laughs> Full stop. Judged and bullied. AJ says. Correct. Uh, Correct. Anyway, oh, so they see a dog get eaten by the monster house. Poor dog. Dog was minding. Oh wait, no, it was pissing on the lawn. Never mind. I would be bad if I was Constance. Uh, the house. Uh, if you're haven't seen the movie in a while. So they decide. You know who we're gonna call. We're going to call the cops. The most (laughs) useless cops out there. I mean, a lot of cops are useless, if not all. Uh, Sorry, AJ. Um, But, uh, yeah, they call the cops. Voiced, great voice acting work by Kevin James and Nick Cannon. I will say, I was tee-hee-heeing at some of the stupidity that was coming out of the Nick Cannon character mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. The cops were so, like, I I liked them. Was there a line that was like, "Oh, great, it's the cops"? Like, oh, like it, the way she said it, like she was actually she meant it, but like it sounded like she didn't. It was very funny. Um, <laughs> but I thought that like the police were a very funny addition to like not yes. only being bad at their jobs, but also like being the comedic relief of like the adults to get eaten. We we mm-hmm. the house said a a c a b, you know, like period. Also, like this is it's a shame that Nick Cannon is Nick Cannon because. A great voice acting performance from Nick Cannon and Kevin yes. James. Like, 100%. very funny from both of them. And Nick Cannon just, like, could not hold on to that. You know, he had to, like, go fuck up the mass Singer and America's Got Talent. Like, it's very disheartening what he did to those. <laughs> um, no, no, but, like, listen, they, they, he was so enthralled in what Jenny had to say. Nick Cannon was like, we need to call for backup. <laughs> and Kevin James was like, you mean we Judy? don't have backup. We yeah, have Judy, Judy, the secretary. Judy. But then when they do get eaten, I love how it's like, get somebody, get Judy. Get Judy. <laughs> um, I, they were like trying to tell them that the house was haunted. And then DJ jumps around and flaps his arms and like jumps around. And then Chowder throws a rock at the window. And he's like, hey, Kevin James is like, hey, you, you would be in the cop car right now going to jail. But this guy was funny as fuck. So we're going to give you a warning. But next time, you're going in the hole, and then there's a donut hole joke, I think, at this point. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the, the kids end up going to Skull, which this 
scene felt like added in post. We needed to yeah. have the runtime, and I think I mentioned that earlier. But yeah. Skull is this kid who definitely is a Republican in 2022. You could see him on no, the couch. Yeah, Skull is like a proud boy and or libertarian, for sure. No, Skull is 100% at the January 6th. Uh, yeah, 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 but that doesn't mean he's a Republican. That means he's like, the Republican Party hasn't gone far enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Asia, what are your thoughts on Skull? Who, by the way, DJ and Chowder are obsessed with, he's like the coolest guy. I'm like, this dude is literally playing like Mortal Kombat on the Pac-Man. Felipe, how can you say he's not cool? He wants to play for four days straight with a diaper on. Like, honestly, peak of coolness. I could never reach that level. I'm clipping that and putting it on your, on like the clip show. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, honestly, I, I freaking hate his goal. And I was like, Oh my gosh, first you have bones and then you have skull. They need to meet. <laughs> I mean, they do meet at the end. And I was like very, I don't know who I prefer um, Z with, if I prefer her with skull or bones. Well, to me, Z is going to be realized that she's bisexual in college and then date a woman for a long time before she ever goes back to men, if at all. I say that uh, skull make your money as a police delivery boy. <laughs> is that what he did? I literally just thought he was like the mop man at that arcade. What is uh, that? The janitor. Custodial staff. Don't disrespect our custodial cap. <laughs> custodial no, staff. No, it's because he was dressed like one. He legit had a pizza box that says, I gotta run, and then runs out with his pizza box. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did remember the pizza box. Pay attention to your movies, Felipe. <laughs> I was too busy writing down lines like uh, what Chowder said later on, which we'll get to, that literally. No, but I, I'm, I'm gonna be a buck with you. This scene I was the most zoned out of. <laughs> yeah, I tuned the fuck out of this skull. Like I couldn't tell you much about skull. Like they, he was not important. The fact that like he was in the even this like his appearance in the movie makes it lower for me. Um, but he, basically all he says is you have to like get, uh, get to the heart. Yeah. Get to the heart. Um, so they decide that the furnace is the heart, and they decide to build a dummy using the mask that uh, Chowder had, and Chowder steals cold medicine from the pharmacist, which, like... Yeah, that's a hilarious... Where did these kids get the idea to knock it out with cold medicine? Like, <laughs> what are they up to on the playground? Who is sell- Who is creating something? You know that, they're a big fan of, of lean or purple drink. That's funny. <laughs> fucking... They're, like, they're like, oh yeah, buy some like, uh, buy some paint while you're at it. Like, we're gonna huff it later. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Oh my god, they're crazy. They're psychotic. I'm not okay. <laughs> Neither uh, are these for, kids. But also, when the cop like drinks it, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let me taste this. No, um, I love it. So they they actually are pretty successful in this endeavor. The, they're hiding in trash cans. The dummy is almost at the door. The house is about to eat it. But as soon as the cops show up, it like goes over the power strip, unplugs the dummy, and the cops don't believe the kids. They're like, you're loitering. You're littering. Uh, stop with this nonsense. And they're like, Treason. Okay, go check out the, co- the house. Um, <laughs> and Nick Cannon's character pulls out a gun and like, uh, there was a moment here that honestly I didn't write down, but I remember teehee-heeing just a little bit because like he did something not expected. Because like he's very much the John Ralphio where he's like the big bang clock. Like he like he's going one where in the joke, somewhere in the joke, and then there's a diversion to like a mm. uh, big pivot. Like at the end where he's like, 
let me get the candy. Like, I want to go inspect the candy. He's like, yeah, carrots too. I want some, my favorite is carrots. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know if my metaphor made sense. Naomi looks confused. Oh, I'm just uh, zoning out thinking about the uvula joke that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they put the kids in the cop car, then the tree attacks everyone, eats the cops, and then the kids are getting eaten by the, the house, and they jump out the back window of mm-hmm. the cop car. So the house thinks that they are have been eaten because they were in that cop car. And then they spray water at the uvula, and some water bounces out kind of like a gag reflex. And she says, that's the uvula. And Chowder is like, oh, so it's big for Lowe's house. And I <laughs> did spit out my drink. And he wasn't wrong. It is a girl house. Right, but Jenny goes, what? No, the uvula stimulates the gag reflex. Everyone has one. Chowder goes, not me. <laughs> Chowder's built different. <laughs> Chowder was so out of pocket that I loved him. I want to interview Sam Lerner and ask him about his time as Chowder. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Chowder, Chowder, I want to ask him about, like, did he be, was he method in this role? Was he, what what was his prep for this role? Because Chowder was an interesting character. Naomi, should we talk about Barnyard? Uh, Do you want... I have a really terrible... No, I don't want to talk about Barnyard, but I will tell the story about Barnyard because okay. I saw Barnyard in theaters. Um, and I'm going to just give a slight uh, trigger warning here for menstruation. Um, I saw Barnyard when it came out. We went to the movies with my dad and my brother. And I had gotten my second period ever. Mm. And I didn't really understand how to be prepared when you have your period. So I was sort of like, oh, I'll be fine with just this one uh, item. And I was not. And so I watched all of Barnyard in my red Bobby Jack jumpsuit. Or ju- not jumpsuit, sweatsuit. You know, like the little monkey um, from Cole's course. And mm. then I went to the bathroom after the film was done, and I was like, oh my god. And I uh, I started crying in the bathroom at the <laughs> South Hills Mall, because I got my period real bad. And uh, this woman gave me a pad that was like the size, truly like my forearm. Like it was like so big. Oh lord! Because like, and they're like, "Do you need help?" And I was like, "Yeah." And of course, it's like my dad and my brother say, so "Don't fucking know what to do." And it was, like, <laughs> and it was, and it was. I just distinctly remember that happened while we saw the movie Barnyard, and like, I was like, "Oh my god, what a fucking second, second, uh, second period ever." You know what I mean? So. Uh, I saw Eric Griffin at Flappers, and he's a stand-up comedian. He had this whole, uh, like, monologue about how his new wife asked him to dem- to put a tampon on her just so in case she dies, he knows how to do it for her daughter. And he's like, I don't want to do this on my daughter. And I don't know why that just reminded me. Like, the dads don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, it's also, like, that's not, you know, that's a, you, you learn how to do it. And I learned how to do it. I knew how to do it. But I don't want to get into the intimacies of this. But, <laughs> no, uh, the podcast was, about Monster I, House. I wasn't, like, prepared with uh, enough, let's say. I didn't have I didn't have the correct amount. And so it was one of those things where uh, I was, like, fucking 11. And I had my period. So we're not talking about Barnyard ever on this podcast. Although no, it but is- also I don't think Barnyard's a good enough movie to warrant it. Barnyard's just fucking weird, you know? It's like cracked, and that's why I think it's perfect for the new movies. Yeah. It is unhinged. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, cow tipping lives rent free in my mind. I feel like we should uh, that that scene. Iconic. I think about the cow tipping in in uh, cars more often. Oh my gosh, that's what I'm saying. They trip the tractors. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. So yeah, they they end up uh having the uvula scene which uh sent me over and uh the kids end up falling into the toy pit uh and mm-hmm. they find that everything the lawn has ever eaten over the years is in there they also find the constance the giant test circus cart that that's what that is right it's like the little jail that they travel in that they put the animals oh yeah yeah like the circus um yeah like what Dumbo's mom gets trapped in, and then I cry every time I watch that. Yeah, it's scene. like a circus car, but it's like a real. Technically, it's a prison. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I feel like um, Dumbo would be my top five guesses of things you cry over. Listen, I've talked about it on multiple podcasts. Brother Bear broke my heart. Spoiler alert Brother for Brother Bear. Is Bear. Sad. Yeah, it is. But like, I if I that. was Coda, I would never forgive the. What's his name? Can I? I would never forgive him. He literally shot at my mom. I. Felipe, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I I remember Brother Bear was sad. I do not remember a single damn thing about Brother Bear. <laughs> not even the Phil Collins soundtrack. No. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, also, I've talked about this on other podcasts. You yeah. can go listen to okay, the Avatar okay. podcast that I was on last year, where mm-hmm. uh, this is a recurring theme. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we find out. Uh, oh, there's also been this whole rumor over the years about like how. Uh, Nevercracker ate his wife, right? He fattened her up so he can eat her. <laughs> well, they they talk about how he murdered her. Yeah, they talk about that a lot. And you're just he like, ate her oh. alive was it like something? Kids are out of pocket these days. They'll just fucking say anything, man. like anything. Like pause. These kids never seen this woman, and they're just like, yep, there was a woman and she was eaten. Kids are so <laughs> offensive too. Like when I was a summer camp counselor, they were like, oh my god, you're so fat. What are you like three thousand pounds? Like, you're like fatter than a hippo. <laughs> like, oh. Sounds like it. <laughs> like, pause. You started off this podcast talking about how good kids were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe me. I don't you want to retract that statement. I appreciate. Uh, we all appreciate well behaved children. children. Well behaved yeah. children. Like, even like sometimes a little bit of chaos is fine, but like too much shenanigans, like temper tantrums, no. Like, uh, like I don't feel well, but my therapist does think I would make a good teacher. So, like, you can just call me Tommy Sheehan. No, actually, don't. Please don't. Don't. Oh my God, you're better than that, Felipe. Um, I feel like what you had said earlier about I forget which one of you said it. Like that we didn't really go in the house enough. I was- totally agree with, and I feel like now that like the best animated parts of this movie are when they actually are in the house. Mm-hmm. And we really get to see, like, both the transformation of the house and, like, the interior and how scary it is to go down that fucking gullet to straight to the pits of hell in the house. I, like, was really – I feel like this would have really scared me if I was a kid. No, and I think, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, the coolest part animation-wise. I think I remember it being very present in the trailers for the video game and the trailers for the movie. And that's why I feel like it was so reminiscent. I was surprised mm-hmm. that it was, like, not even more than 10 minutes. I don't think it even hit 10 minutes that they were in the house the whole time. Uh, but I would have loved to see what they could have done with the house as well, because I thought it was, like, super creatively done, like, the chandelier being the uvula, like, the mm-hmm. tongue being the carpet. I thought there was, like, a couple of small touches that was like, oh, this is really inspired decision-making by the production designer and the animators of this film. Anyways, AJ, what did you think of the house? Um, It was funny 
Um, I enjoyed the house a lot. I like how they use sunlight as his eye, and the kids were trying to hide from the sunlight. That was adorable. Speaking of, uh, I was thinking. Um, if you look closely enough. What happened? You're in the window of the house if you look closely enough. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, fair enough. Like pause. That's only for the observant listeners. <laughs> yeah. uh, check the Brazilian Dragon Instagram page. I, I stand by my statement. <laughs> but I um, think Hidden AJ should be the new Hidden Mickey's. We should just put. <laughs> I, I was my statement was like this movie 100 percent inspired Hello Neighbor. <laughs> That's I believe that fullheartedly, and they the house was a lot of fun. I wish they could have saw more of it. I agree with it visually being the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So they find this like cement molding of Constance the giantess, um, and it's like buried in a cement as a shrine. They unlock the the key and it, they find it that it's just the bones underneath because DJ trips and like bonks his nose on her nose and then it breaks. Um, so uh, I mean the that house, under that... underreported creepy the fucking yes. your yeah. wife's corpse in a cement outline. How does like... he sleep at night? Maybe that's why his eyes are so baggy because he gets no Z's. He's stressed that he he's and he gets eat no him. bitches. Constance the house bounces the ball to get Chowder's attention and he goes and chases after it they all get up in the foyer somehow like Chowder is like pulled by the slinkies it felt mm-hmm. very Willy Wonka this scene like they all end up being attacked in some different capacity and then they're trying to get uh, like the house is trying to eat them into like the, the throat and Jenny jumps on the uvula, swings on it, then falls and grabs onto DJ's legs as they're hanging off. And this wave of water vomits them outside of the house is how I would have to describe it. I genuinely feel like someone was like, I have this great idea for a set piece. How can we create a movie around it? The uvula? <laughs> yeah, the uvula, the, the um, chandelier. chandelier. Is that the, the chandelier that Sia wants to swing from? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people who need to be in prison, Sia, Jesus, has she done more be... stuff besides the, like the no? Awful she just movie? needs to be in, no. She just needs to be in jail for being a fucking lunatic. That's what she needs to be in jail. Like that woman was like, "What if I made a movie about uh, autism?" And everyone was like, "Do you want to consult with people who are autistic?" She's like, "Absolutely not." Also, Maddie Ziegler, get in here. Like, <laughs> we need to talk more about the fact that. Uh... Sia had such a great opportunity to give Kelly Kim $100,000 and chose to give it to, like, Elaine instead that season. Which, Elaine's entertaining as fuck. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, Elaine, lovely, lovely woman. I've met her. I've I've hung out with her. But, uh, yeah. When you watch that season and your takeaway is, man, Elaine deserves to win. (laughs) (laughs) You're not watching a lot of Survivor. like, let me give money to Rick Devins and Joe Anglum. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Big Wendy's right there. Julia Carter's right there. Big Wendy literally freed the chickens. Like, bitch. Oh, gonna... I should have ta- ta- reached out to Big Wendy, see if she should have she wanted to be on my card. I think you could still reach out to her. Yeah, I'm so just like not not connected, but I'm still gonna keep doing the podcast. I'm really proud of the work I did. So I'm like It's gonna... some great stuff. And I feel like Big Wendy, especially I feel like there's <laughs> there's this vibe and survivor of like the early boots Put Big don't Wendy get enough season. love. And mm-hmm. Big Wendy to me is like a character where, yeah, she's clearly like kind of a uh what's it called casting like 
eccentric? a little bit of stunt casting oh. where it's like, yeah, she makes Rubik's Cube posters and she's like a very cute little cosplay girl. But like, also she fucking rules and she fucking yeah. said, fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> she got like legend. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if she was just on a regular season, she just got voted out with like no edge of extinction. She would be remembered in the same way like Natalie Cole, the season before, like is remembered as this legend. Like, but Big Wendy like had the same amount of impact on her season. She was all over that season. Like she was the star, like Rick Devon too. Um, hmm, this is a Big Wendy stan account. Yep. You just put Big Wendy in the same conversation as Natalie Cole. You did. I don't know if I agree with it, but I agree with that she's great. <laughs> Listen, Big Wendy, Lyris, and Natalie Cole, the top three pre-merge players that I want to see from the late 30s. Play again. Let me see you're not wrong. <laughs> like, I don't think you're incorrect because I can't think of someone off the top of my head. Get out of here with your Chelsea Walker standum. I... Who is Chelsea Walker? Thank you. <laughs> People were like, oh, she's the next Kelly Wentworth. And I'm like, who? This flop? Bro, nobody's going to be the next Kelly That's Wentworth. That's the next Naomi the and I met when she got voted out. What season was she on? What season was she Thank you. Yes. Um, okay, but appreciate you. Love the answer to my question. <laughs> 39. Okay, back to the monster. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, oh, Naomi, we met like three years ago. Like last week. Happy friendiversary. Where did where the know it all in New York? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we didn't talk for like months because well, I was wait, like, wait. I was fucking. That was the know it alls right before COVID, right? That was the one. Yeah, well, the last one in New York before COVID. Yeah, Felipe, I was fucking smashed at that event. And that's <laughs> yes, I was too. That and was that's another head of I was Gonzo. I was G O N E Z O. I don't remember anything for that night uh, except for like. Just getting home and being like, "Wow, I I body slammed the shit out of Jessica Lewis accidentally." I was, she was like, "Remember how tiny that bar was? It was like impossible to get through to like talk, like move around." And I like totally For a accidentally. Three story bar. It had a spacing issue, uh, yeah. but no, I just mm-hmm. remember I was drinking from like seven p.m. to like five a.m. like nonstop, like like getting drinks. Allie bought me shots. Like I was like having a grand old time. But I remember. Who's that lady who worked on the Zac Efron show who was funny as fuck? I don't know. I'll get her name some other time. And then uh, we didn't talk for like eight months because then the pandemic hit and I saw you on a Twitch channel. And then we like started bonding while you were on that Twitch thing. And then I, we messaged each other. And now look where we are. We're talking about a movie somewhat on this are podcast. Talking about a movie? <laughs> are we? Listen, this is what happens when we don't do regular podcasts and we go on off the rails, but I'm having a great time, so I'm not complaining. Maybe the listeners will. Anyways, Chowder and DJ. Listen, if you, if you got to complain, at me and I will not read. Yes, because AJ is not on social media. We've established. JB. Um, Chowder and DJ end up arguing in the front lawn. DJ is like, I'm going to go home, and he gets hit by the ambulance. I'm like, another kid got bodied in this film. Um, and then Chowder <laughs> says, at least it's an ambulance. <laughs> Um, and then Nevercracker's back, and he's like, oh my god, it's a ghost. And That really got me. I thought he was dead. I was yeah, shocked. So I was gagged. He lived. Gagged I lived, goop. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, Nevercracker's back, and he's like, oh my god, it's Halloween. It's that night. So he's like, I'm running out of time, uh, like Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he calls his house Honey, and I'm like, Honey? Because I did not remember this part, that she was actually the house. Honey. Sugar, sugar. <laughs> I... I think AJ was singing um, 
Yes. What is that? Uh, uh, love, love on top. top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the the like, what's the musical thing where you like change keys? Modulation. Oh. Uh, yeah. Touché. He does it like seven times in that song, and like, what a queen. Anyways. Yeah, nobody does it like Beyonce. No one. I'm sorry to the Taylor Swifties, but I don't give a shit because she's not. Oh, Beyonce. I listened to Megan Trainor's album first. Carly Rae Jepsen's album. Well, I, anyone, I'm sorry. Anyone who listens to Megan Trainor is insane to me. She wrote a song. About, I just like, did it because I'm, I was like, I'm all about that bass, and she's like a size six. Get out of here. And then, <laughs> fucking Carly Rae Jepsen's the only person worth any of our times. Shout out Will Davis. No, I literally just did it because I thought it would be funny to listen to her album on the night that like all these other musicians that are yeah. more relevant than Megan Trainor is. And I was like, all right. Give- <laughs> I thought this was going to be not that this is partially my fault. This is we're going off the rails. I thought this was going to be a short episode. We've got to get to blowing up a house. <laughs> so, um, it's Halloween. Nevercracker says he's running out of time. And then DJ's like, I don't think you killed Constance. Uh, Nevercracker tells of the how he met Constance. He was like some army boy, and he met her at the zoo. Uh, not the zoo, the yeah. circus. <laughs> Might as the well zoo. have been the zoo, though. Jesus. Um, and he's like, I'll take you away from the circus. And he like clips her trailer onto, which, where was the other trailer? It's like, why was she by herself? Whatever. Uh, he clips his car into her trailer. They drive off, and then he starts building a house on this random patch of land. These kids start egging the house, and Constance's like, stop attacking my house. You're hurting me. Uh, and she gets egged in the face, falls backwards, dies in the cement that uh, falls on top. So she literally was buried there. Uh, and Nebercracker finishes the house, um, uh, and he yells at the kids to protect them because she haunts the spirit of the house. What do you think of this backstory now that we know the context of the house? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm not... Like, oh, I'm sorry, you got hit in the face and you died. That sucks. I heart goes out <laughs> to you. <laughs> uh, comma, but they are children. Why are you going aggro over some kids? Like, pause. Why the fuck are you sleeping in a house that's not built? <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, finish the. Guys, why are you upstairs? <laughs> yeah. Why is there an upstairs? You ain't even got a foundation. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. I don't want to be mean, but like, she like that house is not stable enough to like go up those <laughs> stairs for anybody. Yeah. Anybody? What? I oh I did not remember any. Like I I think I've looked up the, the plot to Monster House once or twice. I did not remember any of this, and I I I feel like I'm both like torn in how I think it's interesting, but I also think it's kind of terrible. Like <laughs> to me, the idea of being like, yeah yeah yeah, this woman was just constantly egged by children, so she mm. threw an axe at them, and then she fell to her death. <laughs> For being taunted because of her weight and size is like yes. what the absolute fuck kind of thing I is you, that? I thought it was just like because they were kids, but I, I will say some of the smart writing in this movie was like incredible because like our introduction to Jenny is her selling candies so that people will give candy to children so they don't get egged and teepeed, and I was like that's such mm. a small little touch that I thought was really incredible. Like rewatching the film. Uh, for the mm. second time prepping for this podcast. It was like, there were these small little writing moments that I was like, damn, that's creative. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think, so she gets, um, she gets egged. Uh, mm. She gets basically like, she gets tomatoes thrown at her at the circus. Um, like and... she's legit dolled up, like looking nice. Like she's feeling herself yeah. and then they throw tomatoes at her. Like, girl had her lip gloss on. And they egg her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just feel like, to me, we could have seen, like, just a little, I don't know. Like, she was just, like, such a, the idea is that this woman was tormented so much by people throwing things at her that after finding the love of her life and buying a plot of land, she turned into a vicious person who wants to kill children and eat them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're missing, like, one step in the process that would have validated it all a little bit more. But then again... what's the timeline? This felt like three days. Like Yeah, they were married for, like, two days, and then she died. (laughs) Then that MF was stuck in that house for 45 years with her. Who's the, who are the celebrities that said they got fucked by ghosts? This is tangent. Never mind. We don't have time for the tangent. But there's like a, a celebrity <laughs> who says they have literally had intercourse with a ghost. And I want to say it's like Bobby Brown or someone, but I'm not confident. Uh, you it, know, good for them, but not me. Anyways, DJ tells Nevercracker that he should let her go. And he's like, well, I know the time was supposed to come eventually. I was like, motherfucker, why didn't you do this like 43 years ago? But anyway. Anyways, but- Monster House attacks. Uh, and they follow. It follows them down the street to the junkyard. Like chases them. Like this house. Mm-hmm. Like gets out of its shingles. Is that what the yes. word that I'm looking for? Wait, foundation, shingle? structure, whatever. And just chases these children. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Uh, but, the, the the dumbest fucking chasing like ever. Like you you have this whole ass house chasing you. And you're trying to block it with a fence or a trash can. Like that's gonna slow it down. Oh, also, did idiots. no one see this? They're not trick or treaters on the street. It is Halloween night. Yeah, like, the the kids are not out late enough. Like they are. I mean, I yeah. like I like the imminent threat. Like as a plot device, I like the imminent yes. threat of Halloween. But yes. I think it's so funny that. Like, it's like, it's totally nighttime and nobody's out. You know, bro, kids be bringing their, kids are out at like 5 p.m. because their parents are like, oh, it's going to get dark and they're going to get hit by a car. Like, you know, I guess. But, or put on some reflective clothing, you nerd. Oh my God, my mom used to stick those fucking stickers to me so I wouldn't get hit by a car on (laughs) Halloween night. Look like an idiot. What was your best childhood costume? Um... I'm just gonna run through. So I was Winnie the Pooh one year. You were a ladybug, right? My bro- no, my brother and I were the Teletubbies. Uh, Which ones? I was Lala, and he was Poe. Oh, classic! I was also Poe one year. And um, I- very cute little. I feel like very cute Teletubbies reboot. Oh, Teletubbies, the best Twitter account out there. Don't at me. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I think I was also Queen Frosty in one year. I feel like my costume just kind of got worse and worse. I was a I was the Power Rangers, but it was just a T-shirt. Um, I was Mario and Luigi with a friend of mine. There's a really insane photo of me in high school. I'll find it while we're still talking about it. Um, AJ, any memorable costumes for you? So I've only had two costumes as a kid. Oh <laughs> um, so I was uh, Batman from the age of four to 11. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've been Batman enough times as there have been Batmans in movies and TV shows. Yeah, like, you've been Batman one, more times. You're time. Adam West Batman. You're Batman. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Uh, and then I was a vampire at the age of 12. And then... Got it. <laughs> yeah. Cast AJ in the next Batman role. Listen, I promise I'll stay longer than Ben Affleck. <laughs> hey, hey, did you see Jason Momoa's Instagram? I thought we established I'm not on social media. <laughs> oh, valid, yes. Um, so, I, okay. Yes. I cannot believe that they were able to just like 
bring the house the first of all the house just like came out of nowhere like mm-hmm. just op- like got up and walked um i grew legs and walked off right grew legs and walked off to like the fucking giant ditch behind the house thank god there's a giant ditch there so they don't blow anything else up um and to me this movie is like very scary and and very mm-hmm. interesting but I almost feel like we did not get enough of this. This house blowing up scene is exciting. I don't know how you feel, yeah. AJ, but I feel like we got distracted with the fucking guy in the burger place. We got distracted with like the babysitter mm-hmm. and not having enough time with Jenny. I just really like it was almost I would have spent another 10 minutes like forming a friendship with Jenny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they didn't even have a bonding moment. Like, you know, in a lot of like movies, they'll have like, oh, this is like. I don't know why my mind went to this, but like when Cindy goes to Jimmy when they're stuck in prison in Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, the movie, like there's a moment that like is rooted in friendship there that like mm-hmm. establishes why they uh, connect like and help each other in that final act. And I feel like we didn't get that here. Yeah. And I, and I feel like we like at least referenced or touched this earlier. Like, I don't understand why Jenny even stuck around like after she almost died. Like, I almost died. I run. Like, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah, she lives on the rich side of town, goes to prep school. She's never going to see these kids again. Doesn't need to be on the street. Like, like, like honestly, like, genuinely, I, like, I do feel like there, there were a couple highs, like the house is a high. I also believe the other soldier at the end, that was a high. I think it was like a, a couple highs for with a lot of drag. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I didn't think this was that bad of a movie. Like, I have, I'm like, this is probably one of the better Naomi movie movies we've watched. If I'm being, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, we've watched some absolute ass. So this is better than that. Yeah. Um. But anyways, let's just like we we both, at least, I assume you too, Felipe. But I know me and Naomi talked about like there were parts of the movie where we just zoned out. (laughs) Oh, when Skull was on screen when uh. Like there, there yeah. were different parts. Like even this chase sequence, like it was visually pretty, but like I was like, okay, well, not did I say pretty? I take that back. It was visually interesting because <laughs> this movie is not pretty. Like, no, this movie real. is this movie is like me in middle school, like <laughs> ugly, and you feel bad for it. But like you're still <laughs> gonna say that about my friend you. Naomi. <laughs> Girl, you have not seen the photos. You'll know. I had but I do think the score bitch. was epic. Like the score for this whole stuff, like the musical oh. score. Oh. Yeah, good music. Uh, so yeah, Crowder, not Crowder, Chowder attacks. Uh, they they pull the explosives. Nevercracker's like, I'm going to have to explode this house. Uh, Nevercracker's ready to die to murder his wife. <laughs> just AJ, I just, want your, I just want to know your take on like when Nevercracker's like, all right, I got to do this. I got to I gotta blow, I got to light the bomb and blow you up, baby. <laughs> He's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, you're just going to die. What's the issue? I mean, like, she's be already dead. Like, no, her spirit is alive. Have you not seen her eat people? Like, like, like she is alive and well. Like, just because she's not in your form, Felipe, do not mean you can judge. Um, no. uh, Chowder gets back on the bulldozer. He's he a sociopath. Like, he had a dynamite. Like, just ready to blow her up at any time over these past 45 years. Chose to do it, like, you know, at the no, very end of his life. A stick of dynamite. He had a ton of dynamite in there. Correct. Like, he had boxes of TNT. But here's the thing. He's going to light the match on her. He's like, just let this happen. Just let this happen. And then she's going. And then he's shocked that she's like, no. Instead, he gives it to a kid. Like, kid, take this dynamite <laughs> and blow up my house for me. Yeah. And um, I'm like, this kid's going to die with this dynamite. What are you doing? He's like, they have to sacrifice at least one of theirs. It can't just be me who sacrifices someone that I love. Uh, but anyways, 
uh, Chowder gets in the bulldozer wax. He uh, Nevercracker launches the explosives for DJ. DJ yeah. runs to the crane. Chowder thinks he destroys the house, but she reveals it into this monster other type of house and I was or structure. And I was like, this is scary. This creature is scary. Like, it looks like I don't even know, like some weird, like teeth animal thing. I don't know. Yes. Um, that was like creepy. a ball. Of oh, snakes. you're saying you're saying the scary house is scary? No, the scarier <laughs> house is scary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Scary 2.0. Got it. Got so it. yeah, here I wrote down the musical score is epic. DJ gets really nervous about having to go swing on this crane, but Jenny's like, you know what? I'll kiss you, and I'll give you confidence. And he's like, a girl kissed me. I kissed a girl on the lips, and he launches the explosives, grabs Chowder, and the house explodes. Can, can we, I, I don't know how you feel, AJ. This is my sidebar. Go. If if you were like, oh, I'll kiss you, and then you kiss them, you'd be like, wait, this is pretty good. Why would I want to risk my life when I could like keep living, knowing that I will continue to potentially kiss, yeah. other uh, or like just die now? You know what I mean? Like, I would rather just keep kissing. Like, I I agree. <laughs> like, you're making me bold, but not in that sense. Like, honestly. <laughs> Like I, I I disagree with the logic. Like, pause. I ain't risking my life for anyone, and especially after a kiss, that's comforting. That's that means like, oh, I want to stay on this earth. Uh, secondly, he was like, oh, I kissed the girl. I, I, I took it. no, I took problem with that because he actively did not kiss her. <laughs> she like kissed him, and he just like was stunned. <laughs> also, he, the camera angle was weird. So I thought she kissed him on the cheek at first, and it's like I kissed the girl on the lips. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, she looks really cross-eyed in like this scene too. Like her, the character animation looks so fucking. She weird. had to force herself to kiss him. She just knew that she needed to kill the house, and she like. Yeah, like, exactly. She was like, "All right, f it. I might as well lose my mouth virginity before I die." <laughs> Do you want to lose it to DJ? Well, <laughs> what is it? We don't know if she for? lost it to him. He definitely <laughs> lost it to her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, fair. Pissing in a bottle. You know what? I think DJ could have died. Um, kissless. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. We didn't need that. We're I liked fine. the hug scene. I liked the little moment where they hugged and they were like, oh, that's awkward. We're, we're a young boy and a young girl. But like, I, I thought the kiss was like a little bit much. They She has only known them for 24 hours. Also, I feel like a kiss in middle school is a much bigger thing than let me just plant one on here with this boy I met like 12 hours ago. Yeah, a kiss is like a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's way too, way too soon. Uh, Nevercracker and Constance, they have like this little dance hug thing. Uh, saying goodbye, the ghost. And then Nevercracker, it feels like he's grieving, but he's also super relieved. Like, for a second, it feels like he's grieving. Um, mm. And then we see AJ cosplaying as the tricycle girl walking down the street in a sunflower costume. Oh. La La Lines. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? I'm just sitting here. <laughs> and uh, DJ's like, oh, it's the girl with the tricycle. Get a tricycle. And she's like, I missed my trike so much. And I was like, aw. Remember what it was like before kids had cell phones? They, like, actually biked around in the suburbs. I did see a little kid yesterday on his, like, scooter. It was, like, mm -hmm. a tri-wheel scooter. Uh, going, he was on the subway. So he was, subway, he was like, scootering away on the platform mm -hmm. while having an iPad in his hand and riding the scooter while looking at the iPad. It was very impressive. Interesting. Very stressful. So that's what, like that's where kids are at these days. Somewhere. I couldn't do that. He had total control. It was crazy. 
Listen, I should learn from him because I ha- don't have total control of this podcast and I really should have learned to know a bit more. But F- Felipe, you d- signed up for this podcast knowing damn well you weren't going to have any control. Yeah, but usually I feel like <laughs> I'm not as bad at going as on many tangents as I did. I feel like usually, usually like on an AJ podcast, I don't have to do a lot of the tangent work because we'll just go places that AJ wants to go to. But I feel like I was the chaotic one on this podcast and AJ was like, mellow. The- yeah, you were the... <laughs> <laughs> Mellow for AJ Sanders. Let me be clear. Sure. I'm I'm on the straight and narrow now. You don't know. I'm reformed. Listen, I listen. To <laughs> keep it I know that is not true. That is a lie. <laughs> listen. Um. Anyway, James, like, let's hang out again and wishes the boys luck with puberty. Uh. Mm-hmm. And like, Jenny, let's be honest. You'll never see these two boys again. But now I guess they don't. Uh, Nevercracker gives Chowder his ball back. The parents arrive. Chowder shoots the basket. It gets stuck. So DJ's like, let me just become a pirate, dirt pirate thing or something. And he like rubs the dirt on his mm-hmm. eyes into like make it spookier. And then yeah. gets himself a dirt mustache. And they go trick-or-treating. And then we get some credits. And in between, we get some small little post-credit gags. Uh, Bones has escaped with his kite. The cops escape so they can inspect some candy. And then the Nick Cannon cop is like, and some carrots. I want some carrots. Um, and we're going to eat the candy. Like, he, he joke missed. Uh, and then Skull and Z are flirting. Bones leaves. And then Z says, Bones, wait. I'm like, girl, no. Uh, honestly, she, she should practice singlehood. Um, and then the dog is saved. And that's all we get. And besides the fact that I yelped at seeing Dan Harmon's name in the writing credits, uh, that's the end of the movie. Final thoughts, fam? It's just one of those movies where you're like, yeah, that happened. I mean, it's a cool premise. I feel like it actually could have been longer. A movie where I was like, I would have stuck around longer with that. And uh, good voice performances overall. But, like, fucking weird movie. A weird-ass movie. Agreed. AJ, what do you think? This was a movie that you brought to us. Oh, I brought this. Oh, look at me. I thought you brought <laughs> it. Maybe it was Naomi, but like you definitely were. I, Felipe, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love your memory bank, Felipe, because it's about a 50 50 chance that it's right. Well, no, no. So I remember AJ was like, listen, I want to talk about Monster House. And then I texted you, AJ wants to talk about Monster House, but you might have also like had mentioned Monster House. Maybe. Yeah. Originally wait. in the doc, I had Haunted Mansion or something else listed for AJ. And, we'll I, pause. and I was like, I got to check with Naomi first. But I'm pretty sure she'd be down for that. I'll, I'll tell you how I got here. Um, I'll let the list, I'll clip it up because I don't have sketchy memory. Um, so, was like, would you like to talk about a Halloween movie? I was like, sure. He sent me a list of six or seven movies. And I was like, okay, I'll do one of these two. And I was like, you know what? I want to do Monster House. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So and now we're here. Let's let's just go into our regular regular uh, activities. Uh, we got MVP and LVP for this oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, H A, as our guest, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. For which uh, one? Sorry, MVP and Dropkick Award, as Naomi once called it yeah. on the Stuart Little podcast. It's the character oh. you want to dropkick the most. Oh, okay, a hundred percent. I'll go first. Yes. Um, I want to dropkick the Sunfire Girl. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a slander, Sunflower Girl. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, wait, I put her in MVP. I need to fix that. No, that's not my MVP. <laughs> uh, uh, reasons? Annoyance. <laughs> Full stop. Um, being a bad kid. 
where your parents at dressing up as a sunflower that's a bad costume <laughs> yep so and she roared she didn't even know what she was she like went like rawr like <laughs> like what do you know what you are trying to be you are not a dinosaur Damn. you are a sunflower oh, wow. so this movie was nominated for 79th annual academy awards for best animated feature lost to happy feet was nominated against happy feet and cars um that's fun Sorry. I that's think nice. that's really funny that Happy Feet beat Cars. <laughs> <laughs> no, Happy like, Feet, Warner Brothers production. Um, Naomi, who's your Dropkick Award? Don't um, push me, uh, Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Bones is a creep. Yeah. I yeah, Bones is my LVP as well. Like that, we didn't really talk about it, but when he tells the story about his kite and went missing, and then he's like, uh, he's super sexist and creepy to Z and she's like get off me get out and then like kicks him out of the house and that's why he gets eaten uh yeah so Bones is also my LVP also considered giving it to Chowder at a point in the movie as well as Jenny for her line about uh teaching kids baseball that she certified um but Bones was just the worst offender of this film Skull was also <laughs> a contender because like why the fuck are you here you had nothing uh AJ let's go back to you for your MVP of the movie um I'm giving it to Catherine O'Hara the mom correct <laughs> yes uh, for the reason uh, she tells her son that she loves him yeah th- that's the sole reason she's like i'm going to show him in a supportive fa- parent that's it Ooh, pause <laughs> <laughs> i want to give it to the personal trainer because i know he's getting some <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good when naomi lets out a scream <laughs> Oh God! I just didn't expect it. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. <laughs> Anything, Naomi? Who's your Uh, Jenny. Those boys would have been pissing in a bottle in their room if it wasn't for her. She oh, helped true. them. True, true, true. Jenny, Miss Jenny. And the reason because those boys were pissing in a bottle. Yeah, they weren't doing shit until she came along and helped them. I... <laughs> they were just holding their piss. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you my two contenders. So Nevercracker is one because he was trying to protect the kids. Pause. That's not how you protect kids. You don't... Well, I guess that is. But, <laughs> you know, I take up my senses. But also, I kind of want to negate AJ's LVP and give it to the sunflower girl. Felipe, do you just want to assault me? Felipe, that's your problem that you like that character. <laughs> Listen, she was living her best life. She well, was ride your bike a little like, more carefully, like bitch. Upon a time, Lalaine. Lalaine. Halloween. <laughs> no, I was um, I was like running frantically door to door because I loved candy. No, so but much. you were Lala the Teletubbies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, he got me there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll give it to Nevercracker. Uh, no, I'll give it to DJ. Nah, don't give it to DJ. Nevercracker. Okay. He got some kids to blow money. up his house, which means he's going to get that insurance money. Baby! <laughs> no, they're going to think it's, like, self-inflicted, so he won't get it, right? No, the kids will testify to it, and then he'll totally get the money. No. Yeah. And anyway, that's like so the kids will go to jail. Listen, More he needs that money. He just took an ambulance. He was great uh, in this role. Steve Buscemi was good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, part of me also wants to give it to the Nick Cannon cop, but I'm, like, A-cab, so I can't. Sorry, oh. AJ. <laughs> mm, AJ supports the cops. You know what? I'll give it to Nick Cannon because fuck you, Felipe. 
Listen, Jay roasts you even more about this, so I don't have to do it. So you're giving it to Nick not, and not uh, DJ's mother slash the personal trainer? <laughs> I didn't know you wrote that down for series. I always have a guest column for bonus MVPs because I'm like, okay. This is like this is when Maddie G gave Lil yeah. Romeo um the the point. For Matt yeah. Keeble's big move. I, I would say like Nick Cannon made me laugh the most of this movie, full stop. So that's like, true. He was the funniest role, I think. Correct. <laughs> so right. I I'm cool with that being my MVP. What's the cop's name? Uh, uh Officer Cops. Officer Lister. <laughs> Officer Cop. Their names are <laughs> Lister and Landers. Also give it to Judy because she got paid and didn't have fully to deal with the fully bag. Move on, next segment. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell I'm depressed and eat company? Anyways, let's give a score. Uh AJ, as the guest, you can give the score zero to five stars. Actually, point twenty-five to five stars. Point twenty-five to five stars. You That's can't like give a... it a zero, but um, you can so... give it point two five. I wasn't going to give it a zero. Um, I was going to give it a solid three point five. Like 3. I like I can see myself um putting this on like a later time in the background or like if there's bad kids around, just put this on and let them sit in front of it. Like yeah. th- it's it's not like a movie that's like insufferable, but it's not like great. <laughs> Naomi, what about you? Um, I feel like to me it's like a three. It was a good movie. Uh, interesting animation at some points, like concise, quick, good story. But like, would I ever, ever watch this movie again or tell anyone? Oh, actually, you know what movie kind of like really holds up? Monster House. I would never fucking say anything like that. <laughs> but I didn't. I I wasn't like I was compelled to watch it the entire way through. I didn't like get mad like during um fucking uh, you know Mouse Boy during Stuart Little. Stuart Little. <laughs> Stuart Little pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, no, this is definitely, like, mid to, like, leaning upwards of our movies that we watch, but we've watched some shitty-ass movies. Uh, Mm -hmm. I recently got on Letterboxd because, or I was on Letterboxd, I just didn't use it, and Mm -hmm. I have officially determined my rankings, uh, zero to five stars. So one star is a struggle bus, two is a watchable film, three is enjoyable, and I had a good time, four is rewatch ability, and five is love it, perfect film, no flaws. So I'm going to give this a three, a solid three. Naomi, I forgot to write down what you said. What are you saying? Three. I also said three. Look at us. So, yeah. So with my three, Naomi's three and AJ's 3.5, it averages out to about 3.2. So this is not our worst movie by far, but it's also not even, it's uh, currently our fifth best movie. So uh, out of the eight that we've ranked, we don't have scores for Pink Panther. Maybe Naomi and I should rewatch it for our 10th episode. You're oh, good. God, no. Um, <laughs> Any final thoughts on Monster House? Uh, there you go. Just you know what? <laughs> go egg your neighbor's houses. If it eats you, it eats you. You know what I mean? Like that's fun. That's a cool way to die. Like imagine Is this the coolest way we've seen death in any of the movies we recapped. Well, no, because none of them fucking died. Didn't the guy in uh, isn't it like Cassandra? Not Cassandra. What's that woman's name? Constantine. Constance. <laughs> Yeah, but she just fucking fell in a basement. Like, <laughs> fair. Um, I'm trying to think. Did anyone Jason the Giant Peach die? No. Okay. Well, I, uh, the parents rip. Died. Shout out to the rhino. <laughs> no. Um. No. In spirits of the air, gremlins of the cloud. I think it's open to interpretation if the guy died or not. But whatever. Uh. Anyways. Uh. AJ. 
Hi. Where can people keep up with you? And tell us about what's happening on To Can't Keep a Secret. Um, and also give us a pop culture plug while you're at it. Something that you're consuming that you enjoy. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at the Kid Norris. That's where I promote any podcast that I am doing. Um, doing weekly podcasts of two can't keep a secret with the great Jay. We're talking about the season two of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, we've been hit or miss with the recording, but now we're back. We got a good schedule and we're ready to crank out season two because I just recorded um episode four and I was broken um physically and emotionally. So um, <laughs> listen to that. It's gonna be a good time. Um, I can't also, wait to. Yes, I, I feel like I don't want to disrespect Jay with like a mind-blowing reveal that I know they have planned, but uh, as a tour guide, I know a lot more Pretty Little Liar stuff than I ever would have without watching the show. And I'm yeah. trying to, I want to, uh, the one thing I'll leave you with, Ashley well, Tisdale was supposed to be Aria. Oh, okay, it's not a spoiler. Cool. Ashley uh, okay. Tisdale was supposed to be on the show. I think she was supposed to be Aria or Hannah. Um, wow. And then she pulled out to mm. be on this show that ended up being like a one season, one and done canceled project. But anyways, so I just wanted True. to, I'm trying to think, it, Jay and I have discussed some of the stuff that I know that it, a lot of it is not spoilery. It's just like fun facts. Um, Understood. But anyways. Uh, but you can ahead. also, you can also catch me on, on the wrestling wrap up. I was just on with the great Matt Scott, not with Mari Ford. She was um, out doing, living her best life, which fair, but um, I hope we can be proud. It was a fun time. We were um, crazy talking about Halloween havoc and stuff like that. And also, um, coming up, you should be able to find me on Roll Call with the Grace, great Grace Leader. We're going to be playing Clue. It's going to be a good Ooh. time, considering I never played Clue before. So, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> never played Clue before? It's I just never giving Clue. Professor Plum energy. What does that mean? You'll find out, won't you? Uh, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say, for some people, living their best life is podcasting with AJ, like me, because I have no social life. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just happy to uh, be yeah, around. Tell us about Survivor New York. You're amping up for the season dropping, oh, and I'm super excited for you. Felipe, getting ahead of me. I got so much to plug. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the one I'm most excited to support you with because I know it's yeah, a okay, Yeah, I know. Okay, hang on. So, uh, if you um, enjoyed your time here with me, you can listen to me on a couple things. A, talk about Game of Thrones on post show recaps. That was super fun with Latanya and Wiggler himself. B, talked about the White Lotus on post-show recaps with Dr. Amanda and Ariel. That was a super uh, large amount of fun. Three, Mike White was robbed. My podcast came out uh, with an episode with Mike White and the White Lotus is coming out soon. Stay tuned for that. I'm not doing anything special about that, but I did have a good episode with Ari Ferrari. Speaking of Ari Ferrari, Ari Ferrari is on the new season of Survivor New York, Bannerman Island, Survivor New York, a produced, a live reality game produced by myself and my bestie Chris Lord. Uh, it's a really good season, Bannerman Island. A lot of twists and turns. Mm. A lot of spooky, ooky island happening. Um, so you'll definitely want to check that out. A lot and... of elements. Oh, the elements. There's a literal <laughs> fucking hurricane in the middle of the season. It was crazy. Um, and uh, that's coming out on YouTube. So subscribe at youtube.com slash C slash Survivor New York. Join our viewer group on Facebook. Join the Facebook. Like, you know, give it a little like. Give the Instagram a like follow. I was like 500 on the Brazilian Dragon page. Like I went and I was like, do I get anything special for being subscriber number 500 from the Brazilian Dragon account? And then it was like, no, because you should have. I was like, I already did. I just gave you a second follow. Well, I thought you were implying that you hadn't been following it before. <laughs> but then I, I realized what you meant of like, no, I had been following it the whole time. I just, I use my alternate account, which I love. I do that all the time for people. But uh, no, you don't get anything special because uh, we don't make anything. I think you literally people. responded. You can see this, the premiere with everyone else. <laughs> there you go. That sounds like a great thing to me. Um, but that's all I got. But thank you, Felipe, for and mentioning it. it. It was a really, you know, 
like it was a lot of fun that season what did you say pop culture plug don't forget that i want to know oh uh don't hug me i'm scared it's really funny uh what is that so don't hug me i'm scared was like a web series with like these puppets but the puppets were like do fucked up stuff like Mm -hmm. not like fucked up like they would like you know like not like happy tree friendship but like kind of kind of dark uh i don't know how to describe it if you haven't seen don't hug me i'm scared uh they made it like a show for the bbc that's really funny and i've been enjoying watching it immensely yeah no uh i appreciate that uh thank you for the rec so um i am excited to announce that cc puede has finished season one i'm just working on a clip show for the first season i interviewed a lot of cool guests if you're in the reality tv space some of the guests i include uh, interviewed include the uh happy belated birthday abby maria gomez uh lisa torres and indy santos from big brother 24 uh some uh actors as well from promised land as well as some independent producers as well as a couple of latina uh consumers who talked about like as viewers how they feel about it so i was really excited about that project i am proud of myself uh i went for something that i was uh, like really excited about and uh am proud of what i accomplished and cc budget will continue just won't be as regularly i will be focusing on the other shenanigans i like to do on the brazilian dragon podcast as well Sam and I tentatively have a record date for our finale of HSMTMTS, which the season finale aired a month and a half ago, but I <laughs> did not prioritize it because I was like, let me go interview Abby instead because I don't know what her availability is compared to I you, think Sam. that's valid. I think that's very valid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, also, Autumn and I, uh, I think, was the last episode we did with AJ? No, I think we did one more after, but we will be back to finish off Total Drama Island soon. We'll discuss, like, what we think of the revamp and like everything from that cast announcement plus will navi and i released in a chaotic episode i was the only sober one on the podcast and it was wild it was a great time uh that was the most recent episode of phineas and ferb we both got to get you back on sometime it's been a year since either of you have been on the podcast and i always love checking in with phineas and ferb and getting your opinions uh my pop culture review oh there's also something that i don't want to promote yet just because it's not finalized it's like tentatively scheduled i'll uh tweet about it on my social media at brazil dragon pod at what the fleet but i don't want to jinx myself and get it pushed back even further so uh when it's out i will promote it and i'll announce it on podcast my pop culture plug is navi's letterbox navi messaged me and well and says and said bully me into using this i finally got a letterbox and i will share with you some of the great content that she puts out there so one of Navi's reviews is for the movie. Um, it is, oh, she did review Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, uh, which we talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the best written kids movies out there. Jokes don't miss. Um, Porco Rosso from 1992. Her review is Wood Fuck Pig Man Michael Keaton. And fantastic. Howl's Movie fantastic. Castle. Fantastic. Uh, 2004. Three and a half stars. Review is Made Me Realize Emotionally Unstable Twinks Are My Type. And that is some of the great content you could get on Navi's letterbox. Please go follow her. You can follow me as well, Brazilian Dragon. I know Naomi's a letterbox girl as well. So, Naomi, what's your letterbox if you want to plug it? I think it's N-A-Y underscore O-H underscore M-I. AJ, are you on the letterbox? I am not. Yeah, you're like, what is that film nonsense? (laughs) But you can... You can I, call, I do have a Naomi's list under Letterbox if you want to do the Naomi's movie. Uh, yeah, Naomi's follow movie. along. Play along. Folks at home. Uh, do we have a hashtag for this podcast? Hashtag uvula? I don't know how to spell that. U-V-U-L-A? How about hashtag hashtag personal trainer mom? Hashtag kiss bottles. Which one? 
Hashtag piss bottles. Hashtag, are you sure you want to hashtag that? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm not a coward. Okay. I want you to tweet out hashtag piss bottles, no context. Quote tweet this tweet, uh, the promotional tweet from the account when it's out. I dare you. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, AJ, thank you so much for joining us. Naomi, thank you. Go enjoy Hot D. And until next time, everyone, uh, we'll meet you in the lobby. Hashtag piss bottles. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it hashtag piss bottles done <laughs> clean up your trash in the aisles don't make our gen- uh, custodial staff do it throw don't. out your popcorn you piece of shit yeah and hashtag but piss bottles go to the lobby <laughs> exactly yeah